Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. What's going on, everybody? Rachel Vigil and Eric Danner coming at you from our homes. Eric, I feel like the past couple of weeks we've had so much exciting news and it keeps getting it even better. Football was supposed to start in 2022 and it's actually starting in 2021. It's very exciting news, Rachel, with our four Texas schools, the Texas Four, as they're being called, Abilene Christian, Lamar, Sam Houston State, Stephen F. Austin State will all be joining the WAC in July of this year. Uh, Initially, it was thought that they were going to join in 2022, uh, but the Southland uh, electing to not to have them play this upcoming season, we will gladly take them in the WAC, and yeah, we will have football coming up with those four schools and of course Dixie and Tarleton be interesting to see what happens between now and July or August when they start playing again knock on wood and to see about what kind of teams and what the setup's going to look like but those four schools will be in the WAC next season of course Southern Utah the other part of the expansion they will be joining the WAC still in 2022. And soccer going to be starting up here in just a few short weeks but volleyball actually started and so far so good I would say for the whack so far so good and we had a very good play that uh, was one of our whack top play nominees from Tarleton in their first ever D1 match playing Louisiana Tech at Stephen F. Austin part of a, a tournament there and they got a, a play from Anna Costas made this amazing play saved it got a point and it was a really exciting play Rachel it was. You can check that out on the WAC Twitter page. Again, vote for our WAC top plays as well. Uh, we also have a new sponsor in Signature Championship Rings. It's always exciting to have a new sponsor. Always very exciting. And uh, that, uh, you know, Championship Rings, a big part of college athletics. So we welcome on Signature Championship Rings as a partner of the Western Athletic Conference. Excited to have them. All right, Eric, now let's talk a little bit of basketball. So I took this past weekend off, so you're going to have to fill me in and kind of all the downloads of the games. Uh, I actually was able to celebrate my birthday and went up to the mountains. So uh, let's talk a little bit, though. New Mexico State, always a big team that we love talking about, but unfortunately we haven't been able to see a lot of them, and they're actually back in action now. Yeah, they finally got the the word to move back to Las Cruces. So very good news there. Of course, they've been in Phoenix for two months, and, you know, the – having to live in a hotel for that amount of time. And Rachel, you know, better than anybody, they could spend a month in Orlando, but two months and then not having the games every day or every other day, they only got to play three games during that time. I know it had to be very trying for both the staff and the players, Oh, just wanting to play as much basketball as they could. So they finally get to move back to Las Cruces to practice. However, they cannot play in Las Cruces. So they're still trying to figure out, okay, where are they going to play? Well, it makes a lot of sense. El Paso, about 40, 45 minutes down the road, big city. Uh, so they're attempting to play as many games as they can there so they can still you know, live, go back to their dorms, go back to their apartments, wherever they live in Las Cruces, practice in the Pan American Center, and then go to, to uh, El Paso to play. As we're recording this on Monday, Rachel, there is a supposed to be a game or a possibility of a game today. So this is how how loose things are that they're they have a team lined up to go uh at utep uh they just have to get all the contracts signed we're we're here at about uh, what the 115 on monday a uh, game could potentially be starting in just a couple hours or maybe the game doesn't happen at all and this i guess is 2021 in a nutshell 
2021, we're all learning to just kind of go with the flow. You know, that's coming over from 2020, but also just be on your feet and ready to go if something does end up happening. So hopefully, fingers crossed that we will see the Aggies back in action. If not, even more fingers crossed. Personally, I'm really excited for their matchup this weekend against Grand Canyon. Always one of the best matchups in the WAC, the one we look forward to probably the most on the men's side each year. Now, a big part of that's been the the fans, which we're not going to be able to see as many of. There are some fans now uh, allowed at the games at GCU, but not the big crowds like we're used to seeing and, and the Havocs and all that good stuff. But talk about a tough matchup for Chris Jans, uh, considering they haven't played in the year 2021, the last time they played was in December, only played three games, which is why I'm sure they would love to play a game on Monday just to get some sort of a tune-up, you know, without Jabari Rice. What's the team look like? What is, What do the guys look like, you know, in game shape versus practice shape, those kind of things. And now, oh, by the way, you get to play Grand Canyon, who just might be the best team in the league so far this year. Yeah, I'll look forward to that. And talking about the Lopes, they're currently on a six-game win streak after they swept Dixie State this past weekend. Very good game on Friday night. That was our WAC Spotlight game on ESPN+. And Dixie led much of that game. You had John Judkins on the, the road to WAC Vegas last week. He is a tremendous coach. I got to tell you, I was very impressed, you know, really intently watching that game. They had a good game plan for Asbjorn Mitgard down low. They kind of, they, they were very physical and it was kind of a tale of two games. The first game was very physical. The second game opened up a little more. GCU made a lot of adjustments. Bryce drew another very good coach, uh, was able to make adjustments from night one to night two, and they really blew the doors off of Dixie in night two. But night one, yeah, the uh, Trailblazers led most of the way. They got some big shots for GCU. Uh, Gabe McLaughlin had a big rebound put back, that, and he's the energy guy. And that's really what they needed that night. And he provided a spark. And also Javon Blackshear had a really tough three down the stretch that proved to be one of the key plays of the game. But uh, six wins in a row now for GCU, and they get to play New Mexico State. And knock on wood, Rachel, I'm really looking forward to watching those. Those are going to be on ESPN3. Absolutely. I'm with you there, Eric. And talking about Utah Valley last week, a big game popped up for them as they were going to take on St. John's Saturday. So that was one of those games where even though I was on vacation, I was still checking in because I wanted to see how they were doing. That game was on FS1. Unfortunately, though, the Wolverines not able to pull off the win, but I will say it was a really good game. Got to play on national TV, and that's that's a pretty big feather in the cap for uh, Mark Madsen. And the players, I mean, they the talent is so good at Utah Valley between J.J. Overton, Evan Cole, Fardaz, Amak, Trey Woodbury, that that quartet of guys can all get up and down the floor, dunk it, rebound, outstanding passes. And they hung with St. John's there for, for about a, a half and maybe a half of a half, but then St. John's really pulled away there at the end. But uh, I know Mark Madsen has to be uh, happy with some of the things that he saw from his team at Utah Valley there and there. They're still 3-0 in the whack, so uh, no harm, no foul there in terms of uh, their whack standing. The Wolverines will host Tarleton this week. Let's talk about California Baptist real quick and their huge win over San Diego Christian, 89-37, to <laughs> Eric. Well, that was a game, and they really uh, they, they took their foot off the gas in that one. They, they played a lot of their, their backups, and, and it was one of those games, I mean, CBU – has a ton of talent and San Diego Christian just couldn't match it. And, and uh, to their credit, I mean, they, they blew the doors off them. And then perhaps the, the more impressive victory, Rachel was a couple nights later when Long Beach state 
came into Riverside. I mean, this is a, a pretty good team and they were leading early, but then CBU really pulled away and they got a, a really good performance from Gorjak Gak, who scored 26 points. That's a new career high for him. I think he had 16 rebounds also in that one. And he is our whack ticket smarter player of the week. The big man earning a big award right there. And the Lancers will host Dixie State. And CBU has won four in a row there. So now looking at women's basketball, CBU still undefeated. Still undefeated, 14-0 and now. They get to play Chicago State. And Chicago State, this was their first uh, WAC Games of the year. Uh, again, kind of like New Mexico State having to go to Grand Canyon. Chicago State going to California Baptist, the team that was 12-0 and before they went there. Now 14-0. and but to Chicago State's credit, the first game, the start of the game, Chicago State was in the lead for about a good chunk of the first quarter. And we've seen this many times over the years from the Cougars, Rachel, where they start off hot and you think, well, maybe this is the time when they, they turn the corner, but then they just kind of run out of gas. And that was, I, I think, the case here in this game. And CBU just has so many different weapons. Ani Oleta, by the way, did not play in that second game. I don't know what the uh, situation is with Ani there, if it was just to kind of give her a break with these back-to-backs and knowing that she had an injury earlier in the year if there, or if there's something else going on there. But Caitlin Harper, uh, who comes off the bench quite a bit for CBU, she uh, winds up being our whack ticket smarter player of the week and she can do it inside outside at a very big week both uh, scoring and rebounding absolutely fun to see and hopefully Oleta is doing all right and we'll see her back this week you know honestly it was just good to see the cougars get back out on the court it had obviously been quite a long time since they were ever have been able to play a game so it was good to see them as well uh and then we will actually see them at or Seattle U will be playing them, I believe, this week. And yeah, we're actually in Chicago, have Susie... so that'll be their first mm-hmm. home game, boy, in a long time. So, yeah, again, hopefully, we, you know, we always kind of hold our breath when we do this show on Monday because you never know what it's going to be like by Friday. And I think every time we've done this, Rachel, there's been a game or two that canceled <laughs> and, and a game or two that's been added by the time we get to Friday. But, yeah, hopefully, knock on wood, all that good stuff that Chicago State, Seattle U will be able to play this week. And then hopefully we will have Susie Barr come on the road to WAC Vegas coming out later this week as well. Always love sitting down and chatting with Coach Barcombe. Uh, such a pleasure. Utah Valley women's basketball is on pause as well as New Mexico State basketball. Haven't heard any word of when they're possibly going to get back out on the court, Eric, have you? Yeah, Utah Valley, we were hoping uh, would be playing, I believe, uh, is it Tarleton this week? So I believe mm-hmm. that's been canceled. We'd have to double check again because these schedules are so fluid. New Mexico State had rescheduled to play UTRGV this upcoming week, uh, which is, they're moving that up. And then New Mexico State, unfortunately, had uh, someone in the program test positive again. So they they are not able to play this week. So uh, Brooke Atkinson, Chris Jans, I mean, uh, if they get through this year, I mean, uh, without any gray hair, I got some they can borrow. But I mean, it's uh, in a tough year, I imagine, for both of them and for the for the players, but, uh, you know, hopefully they can get back uh, playing again and they're back in Las Cruces as well. So I imagine they have to be pretty happy to be back at home. And Lane Lord as well with the Vicaros. Uh, haven't wow. seen much of them. They've kind of always been on that end of the stick where a game has gotten postponed. So looking they, they forward to seeing the game yet this year. The no, they have not. 
Yeah. They have, they have been that one team that has just been playing everyone that has unfortunately gone on pause. So hopefully we will see them at some point this season as well, but some exciting news, Eric, actually down in the Valley, we're going to be seeing <laughs> trouble in queen soon. Yeah. We've talked a lot about traveling queen on this show as he was getting ready for the NBA draft. You've had him on a few times on uh, whack mm-hmm. all access on Instagram and he got a chance to play professional basketball. Now he's playing for the RGV Vipers. So a place he's very familiar with there in Edinburgh, Texas, and uh, is uh, part of the, uh, I believe he's uh, got a contract with the Rockets, like a two-way contract uh, mm-hmm. with RGV, which of course isn't too far away from Houston as the crow flies there. So congratulations to Trevlin and hopefully we can see him playing there. And actually when uh, UTRGV, they do play some of their home games in that arena where the uh, Vipers play as well. So maybe uh, some paths will cross uh, there before too long. A very, very nice arena. I will say uh, I was down there for one championship. I cannot remember which one at the moment, but I remember driving past it and I was like, holy smokes, like a very, very professional, legit looking city or arena. So uh, congrats to him. Yeah. And I think it'd be fun to go check out a game down there. So maybe pass will align one day and the Aggies will also be down there and some fans can check him out over there. And another thing, Rachel, with uh, soccer uh, will be starting up, I believe next week, uh, both men's and women's soccer in the WAC. The MLS had their draft this past week, which I think the last five years before this, we've had a whack player taken in the first round, but uh, nobody taken, I believe, this year. There was uh, Josh Drack, who used to play for GCU, and then he transferred to uh, to DU, and he wound up being a first-round pick this year, but uh, nobody directly from the WAC. And speaking of uh, GCU men's soccer, uh, Shellis Heinemann announcing uh, this week that he's going to be retiring uh, at the end of the season, and he's got a had a very distinguished career. Of course, GCU won the WAC tournament a few years ago, went to the NCAA's. He was at SMU when they were in the WAC and had a very good career there before getting into professional coaching. I believe uh, won the MLS Cup uh, with FC Dallas. So, uh, hats off to Shellis Heinemann, one of the greatest coaches uh, in college and and professional, and and we've been fortunate to be able to watch his teams play the last few years. Yes, an absolute joy. So kind. And one of my favorite interviews for sure, because he's just so alive and, uh, you know, he he just has that energy that you love to see out there. So um, congrats to him on an amazing career, a coaching career as well. And yeah, I'm going to be sad when he goes, but, um, you know, it's a well-deserved retirement. I'm sure he's he's put in his hours uh, there, but thank you to everybody that tuned in and listened to this week's WAC podcast. We appreciate you listening and we will see everybody next week. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at waxsports.com.